The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And on today's podcast, we're going to spend some time sharing some of the market intelligence research that we have been working on here at Cognolytica uh, for the past few years. Actually, this is the, the second year that we've been diving into worldwide AI laws and regulations. And uh, this is part of what we do here on the AI Today podcast. We're going to, we, you have the inside track, the inside road to seeing what's happening in the AI industry. Um, you know, in AI Today, obviously, we interview a lot of thought leaders in the space. We also share some of our uh, education and insights because many of you are coming to AI Today to to get educated and, and informed on what's happening. And, of course, the other thing we do is, as you know, we're an analyst firm. So we spend a lot of our time looking at the world around us and how uh, AI is changing on the customers and laws and regulations. And uh, in this episode, we're obviously going to be sharing that from the Worldwide Laws and Regulations Front. And we have here an additional guest, usually here from Kathleen and myself. We also have Megan Yarbrough, who is a research associate here at Cognitica. Hi, Megan. Thank you for joining us here. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. Yeah, great. We're so excited that Megan's able to join us today and help provide her insights into the research that we'll be talking about. So in our market intelligence at Cognolytica, we cover a wide range of areas and topics related to artificial intelligence and machine learning. And in recent research that we've produced, Cognolytica analyzed over 200 countries worldwide and we'll be digging deeper into these you know, countries with specific emphasis on various regions and states in the United States to figure out what exactly you know, is the real state in regards to laws and regulations around artificial intelligence and related areas as it relates on a worldwide scale. So we know that, you know, different regions, different countries have obviously different laws and, uh, you know, regulations. And so we wanted to spend some time digging deeper into each of these so that we could give our listeners and our audience a better understanding of where things stand. So um, on today's presentation here, we would like to share with you our recent research from uh, the area of worldwide AI laws and regulations, part of our market intelligence. And if you're not familiar with our market intelligence service, it's a subscription access to a wide-ranging feed of intelligence and analysis and insight and deals intelligence and customer intelligence and vendor intelligence on what is happening in the entire landscape. And we are literally adding thousands of pieces of market intelligence Every week, you know, this is growing and it's actually a change. Many people are familiar with uh, reports that uh, people would get from analyst firms. But the problem with reports is that they're really snapshots in time and things are changing really quickly, especially in the world of AI. The difference between what happens in one year and the year before is just tremendous. So we are moved. We've moved to a market intelligence service. We have over 500 entries in our market intelligence for laws and regulations for literally every country. Every country that exists on this planet has an entry and multiple entries for what they are doing from a laws and regulations perspective. Every country from, you know, Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, right? 
Um, and one of the things we did do is we do publish uh, snapshots, uh, periodic uh, uh, glimpses of our research on a, on a periodic basis. And we did publish one back in February looking at the worldwide AI laws and regulations. But as mentioned, you know, even since February, you know, uh, things have been updated quite a, quite a bit. Um, our research is really a pretty thorough evaluation. Uh, Megan will tell you as she, as she describes the research. We have looked at every country. And we have looked at specific uh, aspects of laws and regulations. We'll describe those categories of laws and regulations we looked at. And we also categorized the extent to which that country has some regulation uh, for that particular area. Again, I'll let Megan go into that when she describes the, that analysis. The other thing we did is we basically provide some way to compare laws and regulations between countries. This is our analysis you know, between the prohibitive and pre permissive laws. And in our report, uh, for those who are interested in care, we give some, actually in our market intelligence, actually beyond the report, we provide guided questions and decision factors for those people who have to make decisions on what to do based on these laws and regulations. So the report itself is available on the Cognolytica site. If you're interested in that snapshot, we'll tell you some more information at the end of this presentation. Yeah, so when you looked at um, all of these countries and we looked at the different uh, regulation categories, which were facial recognition, data privacy, autonomous vehicles, autonomous weapons, conversation systems, AI ethics and bias, AI enabled decisions, malicious AI and general AI, you, we saw the uh, highest overall count of laws and regulations to be in data privacy. Data privacy has skyrocketed in the last couple of years, especially since the EU came out with a GDPR. But if um, you if you can see on here, um, conversation systems only have one law in the entire world, which I believe is in California. And malicious AI only has two, which one of them, again, I believe is also in China. Yeah, one of the things that we we did in our research is we categorized these laws and regulations into four general, actually three general buckets. Um, are these laws and regulations prohibitive? Meaning, do they prevent you from doing something? Or are they are trying to reduce the use of something, right? Um, and I, without surprise, the data privacy regulations are primarily a prohibitive nature. They're telling you what, what you should not be doing with sharing data. It's not like, oh, here are all the things you can do with data privacy. It's like saying, no, no, here are all the things you should not be doing, right? No surprise, tons of stuff. Uh, there is also a list of permissive rules. It, there are situations where maybe we do want laws and regulations that tell you when you can do that. Of course, autonomous vehicles uh, being the most obvious category there because you, you can't generally have a car with no driver in it navigating the streets. You know, that's, <laughs> you know. That's scary a yes, little. but right. Germany is actually trying to get to level five automation, which yes. would mean nobody in the car. Yeah, so we will we will get into uh, into that when we summarize it. But those are what permissive laws are. Permissive laws are the ones that basically talk about the when you can and should do those things. And of course, that intermediate category are are laws that are have not been developed. They're sort of like in discussion. We are tracking those. There's quite a few, as you can imagine. AI is an emerging category. So one of the things we're going to do with you here in this in this presentations, we're going to share with you some of the specific insights from where we are with regulation in the year 2021, which is where we had defined uh, the laws and regulations for this presentation. 
Right. So it's important to note, you know, as we said, that the when we do reports, they are just a snapshot in time. So we produced this at the beginning of 2021. And with anything that's related to AI, things can change quite quickly, which is why we're moving more towards our, you know, robust database that will have all of these tracked regularly rather than these, you know, snapshots in time. But further, the key findings from this report we found is that out of the 200, over 200 countries that we have tracked, data privacy really has the most laws in any category. We talked about that. And the EU is actually one of the most aggressive regions with regulations or discussions in almost just about every single category. And I know that Megan has some additional details that she can share with that as well. Yeah, the EU actually, just in 2020 alone, um, came out with seven new laws and regulations about various aspects um, in 2020. Seven new, seven in one year. I think that's crazy. Yeah, well, that is uh, an indication that people are really very uh, concerned <laughs> about some of these things. I think they see companies are and, and organizations are kind of charging ahead with the use of AI, and uh, sometimes uh, you know that's what the that's what the purpose of governments are. Sometimes they got to put the brakes on things. You know, that's always the challenge with laws and regulations is that you know it's it's a balance, but you don't want to to say you know hurt economically. Your 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 country, you know, maybe maybe you know, uh, AI represents a great economic opportunity. The use of it, either in terms of companies building tech, you know, products and services, or companies using them, and you don't want to just say, oh, we're going to prevent all the use, and meanwhile, everybody else is getting all the benefit, and and you may not be able to prevent it anyways. AI is sort of here, and it's continuing to grow. You can't say, you know, don't use any of the voice assistants or this or that, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time. Well, I got to say, some of these vendors are doing some some kind of creepy things with the voice assistants. You know, Amazon's making news uh, with their Amazon Sidewalk, which is basically sharing your internet connection with others without mm-hmm. your permission. And you have mm-hmm. to now opt out. And you have one week to opt out. For those of you who are listening, you have one week to opt out. And if you don't opt out within that week, Amazon's default turning them on. So thank you very much. Not regulated at all. There's no regulation for internet sharing. Uh, right. It has nothing to do with AI. But <laughs> it's, it's relevant to this area of laws catching up. Um, you know, some other key findings. We have lots of key findings we're going to share with you here. Um, one of them is that China uh, has really increased its regulations around AI, uh, both on the permissive area, things that they are explicitly allowing, as well as the prohibitive area, things that they are preventing, and, you know, around a five different categories. And we're going to get into some of those categories here. Um, but uh, they are moving ahead probably maybe more aggressively than people may have expected uh, for China. Maybe anything else, Megan, you want to add about some of the, re- the rest of the world, kind of where, where everybody else is at? Uh, well, for South America and African countries, um, they definitely had the least amount of AI regulatory efforts um, out of everybody. I mean, there was definitely non-EU countries have very little as well. Um, I think it's important to remember after doing all of this research, and it can seem like a lot of laws. Like if you look through the report, it looks like a lot, a lot of laws. But the reality is, is that most countries still don't have very, almost any regulation around AI. Yeah, I think that's one of the general conclusions is that still a lot of countries are on this wait and see. So, you know, kind of moving on here, you know, even though the 
pace of regulation speeding up here, I actually just make this point that, you know, many governments are really looking much more aggressively at AI mm-hmm. regulation, especially in the countries that are very highly technologically advanced for obvious reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not just the U.S. and the EU, but the, you know, the U.K., not part of the EU anymore, and uh, Germany. Um, they are regulating. I think some people are concerned. You know, they saw the growth of social media. Honestly, really, the social media and the internet world and what's happening with cloud computing, I think, has um, opened up the eyes to a lot of regulators and ordinary citizens uh, about some of the the issues involved in data sharing and in concentration of control uh, when people have control over things like speech and people are worried about that. But as as Megan right. just mentioned, right, there's a lot of law, wait and see, right? Right. And I think that what you just mentioned is really why the data privacy laws have taken off is because of uh, specific situations like people are freaked out about um, targeted advertising um, because they don't want to be watched. They don't want to be tracked. And I think that with what's happened with social media in the last few years is definitely contributed to why there are so many more data privacy laws around AI than other categories. Yeah, and you might, um, you might be but again, there's still yeah. a lot of wait and see. Most countries just haven't done much. The big ones, the EU, the US, UK, Germany, um, Sweden, Norway. I mean, the list goes on. There are some big technically advanced countries that are definitely doing things, but most of the rest of the world might have one or two laws, but they're very scattered. Now, of course, um, we bring up data privacy. You're like, what does that have to do with AI? Well, it has a lot to do with AI because, first of all, AI is based on data. You can't do anything without, <laughs> without data and AI. It's even more so than even just regular applications. I can code an application that just does some crazy thing like a calculator. You know, and you don't really need much data to build a calculator app. It just calculates, right? But AI systems literally can't do anything without data. And uh, and so data privacy regulations that prevent the sharing of data, the use of data, the storage of data, you know, the movement of data, any of those things will most absolutely definitely impact your AI system. I don't know if, if for some reason you thought somehow your AI system was going to be uh, uh, not having to pay attention to data privacy regulations. You're sorely mistaken, and you don't want to find out the hard way that someone said, hey, you are not supposed to use this data to build your model. And you're like, well, I can't, I can't build my model without this data. And, you're like, and, and the answer might be, well, yeah, you, you can't. So, uh, right. so you know. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, you know, that is really important. We always talk about how data is the heart of AI. You know, it drives a lot of, of you know, everything related to it. So if you're doing AI, you really need to look at data privacy as well and some of the laws and regulations and even discussions that are coming up around this. You know, there's been a lot of discussions lately talking about how the EU and Europe is the most prohibitive in, and, you know, tightly regulated with data and what is that going to do for companies in those regions or that work in those regions around their artificial intelligence and how it's going to move forward. And then it should also come as no surprise, you know, we've talked about autonomous vehicles for many years on our podcasts and in our research, and more countries are starting to allow testing at higher levels of autonomy. Megan had mentioned that Germany wants to move to level five autonomy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you need an area to test that. And so that means that countries need to start 
uh, building laws and regulations around that because you don't just want it to, you know, be like the Wild West out there and there's no laws and regulations and people doing are doing whatever they want. As we mentioned, if you're driving on a highway and there's a car next to you without a driver in the, uh, you know, front part of the car, you might be freaking out a little <laughs> that the car is going rogue. So you do need to make sure that you have laws and regulations around some of these areas. And it's interesting because actually there are, I can't remember which countries, but there are some countries that actually have data privacy laws specifically around autonomous vehicles. So the data that the that the vehicle takes and uses. Yeah. And of course, you can find that in our market intelligence. So we'll do a quick search. We can maybe put that in our notes here. But if you do a search for that in our market intelligence system, you will be able to find those countries that have uh, data privacy laws for autonomous vehicles. So uh, that that's really important. Mm-hmm. We can share that. Now, one of the things we have noticed in this iteration of our research versus the previous year, we this is actually the second year that we published a, an annual report focused on this. As mentioned, of course, we have ongoing market intelligence But in our second iteration of this report, annual report, we noticed definitely that facial recognition is becoming an emerging hot area for regulation. Um, We noted in our previous report that China and Zimbabwe have are like they've enacted permissive regulation here. Usually when you think of of facial facial recognition regulations, you might be thinking of places that they're not allowing it. But uh, China and Zimbabwe have specifically said we will allow what we want to enable its use in certain areas. It's really interesting. Um, in the United States, we're starting to see some individual states enacting prohibitive regulation, so preventing the use of facial recognition in particular aspects, especially with regards to law enforcement, uh, the use of, are you going to allow, um, uh, police uh, organizations, law enforcement organizations to use, say, surveillance footage and automatically try to do facial detection matching against facial recognition databases. That gets into the area of possibly not responsible use of AI, given that we know what facial recognition accuracy rates are. Um, California, Illinois, and Massachusetts have all sort of put in regulation that uh, prohibits the use of facial recognition that way, and then New York and Washington are in the middle of considering it. But this is kind of going on. There's more about this worldwide. Uh, right, Megan, on this? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, with facial recognition, um, there have been – there haven't actually been as many as you might think. Think it is something that people do like to talk about, um, even though people use facial recognition every day when they use face ID. Um, but like the Ukraine, for example, is also in, um, implementing facial recognition technology and software in 2021. Um, as you said, China and Zimbabwe have enacted permissive legislation um, around it as well. Um, it's really the U.S. and the European Union, United Kingdom, these kind of areas that seem to be more concerned with the biometric um, information and facial recognition software. Mm-hmm. And one exactly. thing we noted was was this, uh, I guess in Sweden, there was a very specific action here that they took. Their data protection authority actually fined the local police authority for using this controversial facial recognition software called Clearview AI, mm-hmm. um, which has made a lot of news here in the U.S., organizations using facial recognition, this this database that Clearview has and, and not even aware of it. 
Um, so yeah, kind of that's kind of where we are at. <laughs> so we have so talked about up. about autonomous vehicles, right, Kathleen? So let, yeah. let's get into what we what we've been because I know you love Kathleen loves talking about autonomous vehicles because she's. <laughs> He doesn't want to be driving ever. I want to never have to drive again anywhere. (laughs) So I always, I always love talking about this topic and we've done a lot of podcasts on this at our AI Today podcast. And we talk about this at Cognolytica a lot uh, because I think that, you know, we've, we've talked about this for a while and hopefully uh, people are aware now that not all levels of autonomous vehicles are the same and not all are actually safe. Um, you know, some of them are really uh, maybe a, a safety feature where if you have one or two different, you know, safety features like um, adaptive cruise control or automatic lane keeping, that can be a safety feature, but you're still having the human in control. When you get to actually that, you know, fully autonomous vehicle, that level five fully autonomous vehicle, this is where things start to change and you no longer need a driver in control of the car. And in fact, you're not going to have certain things in the car that you might have before, like a steering wheel, like a rear view mirror, like gas pedals. I mean, you know, you really have to think about a redesign of a car. Right now, there's a lot of laws and regulations in place worldwide about what cars need to have in order to be legally operated on the road. Well, when you get to autonomous vehicles, you know, and and level five, that's going to have to change. And so you need to make sure that laws and regulations are keeping up with the pace of technology, but also, you know, not overly regulating until we get there. So in this in this, you know, report that we did and the analysis, we found that there's an increase in the number of countries that are adopting and discussing this initial autonomous laws and regulations. We found that 37 countries and regions have put into place permissive laws, so laws that are allowing for autonomous vehicle operation, and 11 more are currently in discussions to enable autonomous vehicles to operate. Because again, they need to make sure that everybody is being safe when they put these autonomous vehicles on the road. So they want to make sure that they're regulating this and really thinking about this. As we mentioned earlier, Germany is revising their their automated driving laws, and they'd like to include up to level five, you know, fully aut- automated vehicles on the road by 2022. That's not that far away. No, so, you know, we're going next to year. Have... <laughs> yeah, I know. Not even a year, right? Maybe. So, you know, we're, we're going to really be keeping an eye on this and seeing where they're going and how things are progressing. Yeah. yeah, I'm really interested to see if they if they do get to fully level five, fully automated vehicles by 2022. I wonder if they're going to meet that goal. I know it's tough. Well, you know uh, <laughs> going by Tesla's example, um, <laughs> there. Well, in terms of like, are there any commercial vehicles at level five? The answer is no. There are no commercial vehicles that you can purchase. An ordinary person can purchase that 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 basically they can sit in the back seat, tell the computer where to go, the car and the where to go basically, and the car will safely and effectively navigate them there. That does not exist. Um, Tesla has been selling their full self-driving FSD as a, by the way, something you have to pay extra for. You pay, I think it's an extra $10,000, right? And of course there was this, this year in 2021, there was a fatal accident. Uh, two people in a, in a Tesla vehicle uh, went off the road and hit a tree. And there was some suspicion that they had activated some full self-driving mode and they kind of got into the backseat. It turns out that may or may not have been the case. And, Elon Musk was on full denial mode 
saying this had nothing to do with their full self-driving. Um, and he, he might be right. I'm not saying right or wrong. That's not my position to say the facts will bear out what the facts bear out. But a couple of interesting things about that denial. First of all, he said the, the first self-driving wouldn't even activate itself. It was a single lane. There wasn't, wasn't, I guess, lane markings or something like that. Would not even have allowed to be inactivated. Maybe true. But, you know, th- there's a difference between what is technically capable and what people think is technically capable. You could tell someone, hey, man, it's got this full self-driving. And they're thinking to themselves, they're thinking in their heads level five. But they're not saying, no, wait a second. When Tesla says that they really mean level two, they're like, I don't know. I'm going to get into the back seat. Woohoo! And 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 Tesla be like, you can't do that. But the you know this is what pe- when pe- people expect one thing, even if they're wrong, if you create this expectation that something can do something when it clearly can't, you know this is how people get into trouble talking to Siri. It's like, oh, Siri's intelligent. No, Siri is stupid. And, um, you know, it doesn't take very long. I'm not singling out Siri. All of them are. We did a voice assistant benchmark for the, for the past couple of years. We found that basically they're really good at, at understanding the words you say, but they're very hard at understanding what you actually mean with those words, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're dumb. But you're not going to say, oh, uh, well, uh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to have my, uh, I'm going to fire my uh, coworkers and I'm going to, instead I'm going to hire Siri or Alexa and I'm going to have Alexa do all the work of my coworkers and be like, yeah, good luck with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so I'm wondering now, one of, the, one of the questions we have, and of course, actually, Tesla has even backtracked a bit and said that, they're, that their self-driving is really level two. For a while, they were saying it was level three. Um, we have analysis. If you want to read our research about this, we, we talk about the differences between level zero, one, two, three, four, and five. Level zero is, of course, no automation at all, no autonomous capability, and five is full autonomous. And one, to, you know, one is a single feature, two is a combination of features. And starting at level three is when you can start to, I guess, leave it up to the, the car to, to make its own decision making. But at level three, you're supposed to be fully in control still. Um, mm-hmm. But we talked about this is this is a podcast back a couple of years ago now, Kathleen, where we talked about how unsafe level three was, right? I know it's been a while, and we mm-hmm. also have an infographic on it as well. So we encourage you to check that out if you're interested in, you know, learning more about that, getting some visuals, and digging deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not just Tesla or even Germany that are talking about um, autonomous vehicles. Qatar, which I think I'm saying that correctly, Q A T A R, is looking to have driverless shuttles by 2022 as well. So it's all over the world, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's different uh, places that are putting in autonomous vehicles of of different sorts right now. You know, there's trains, they've been autonomous, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, shuttles. So mm-hmm. definitely an area that we're going to be paying very close attention to and continue to see how it plays out, especially with some ambitious goals of 2022 coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that we did notice, though, is that there's been some, you know, not all regulation is loud, right? You know, some of it's been very quiet and there really hasn't been much regulation. We talked earlier about how a lot of a lot of regions and countries have this wait and see approach that they're adopting. And in some regards, that makes sense because, you know, technology can advance very quickly but it doesn't always advance in the ways that people think it will advance. So you need to monitor it and regulate it, see what's going on, see how people are actually adopting it, and then put those laws and regulations into place. We always talk about the use of cell phones, for example. You know, back in the 80s and the 90s, 
not not that many people had cell phones. And when they did, they were not probably taking conference calls in their car and talking for extended periods of time on road trips, things like that. So there didn't need to be as much, you know, laws around the the use of cell phones in cars. But as they became uh, more popular and more widely used, we realized, okay, people are using this to call others. It's causing distracted driving. Now we need to say, okay, we've we've understood how people are using this. We need to make sure that laws and regulations are catching up. And it's no different when it comes to data or AI. Mm-hmm. So there's been a, there's been a few different areas that we've seen where you know it's a little bit quieter right now, and there could be some good reasons for that. So we'll dig into some of those areas. Yeah. So uh, there's an area of some regulatory interest, mostly at the country level, not at the sort of local level, around lethal autonomous weapons, which interestingly enough has the acronym LAWS. So (laughs) it's like laws about laws. Um, And there there has been discussion, especially – I think we talked about this even on a previous podcast episode where there was concern, especially from the smaller countries, I should say, the ones that that, uh, maybe don't have the largest uh, self-defense armed forces, right? They're concerned about other countries who are basically going to put into place autonomous weapons. And they're they're searching for some sort of um, arms control, you know, <laughs> pack. People are worried, like, well, are, is this allowable? Do you do you really want to have you know autonomous drones without any sort of human control? That's going to go out, you know. And by we don't just mean drones. Of course, all the all the armed forces now are are investing in drones. But there's usually a human behind the decision making, you know, to, to, you know, making decisions about targets and things like that. Um, this is specifically mm-hmm. autonomous weapons. People are scared of the Skynet. Um, so you'd think mm-hmm. you would think that we would be because uh, we're we're edging very close to this now. We got we got recognition. We got image and object recognition. We have drones. We have we have we have the full technical capability to 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 do some of this stuff. You would be thinking that we'd be seeing laws, uh, some sort of UN thing. No. We're seeing like, right, uh, Megan, as well, you know, both of you, we haven't seen anything really around. There's yeah, very little. there's not much. Iceland passed a resolution back in 2016 to work towards the ban of lethal autonomous weapons, but it's 2021 and we still haven't seen a ban. So it's like, it's it's that wait and see. They're, they say that they don't want these to be around. They don't want... Uh, countries to use these against each other essentially um but they haven't actually banned them um so it's it's just a wait and see it's it's a great example of that yeah and the same sort of thing you know when we looked at sort of um algorithmic decision making which isn't even necessarily about ai it's just letting machines make uh decisions or facilitate decisions um, as you know, there's been a lot of a lot of situations where machines have kind of facilitated some bad decision making. There's really, I mean, honestly, Idaho of all the places, Idaho, a state in the United States. We love Idaho. For all of our Idaho listeners, this is not. We love Idaho. Idaho is great. But it's just interesting that, like, you would think that maybe France or, like, you know, the UK or, you know, federal government, something, yeah, would have some sort of laws uh, around. But only Idaho right now has the only actual law in place that's specifically about uh, AI-enabled decision-making. And it's actually – the law is more specific to for, for, you know, not allowing algorithmic decision-making for pretrial decisions. But, but, you know, uh, Megan, you know, uh, people are starting to look at this, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, um, actually in the UK, um, 
they work a lot with the Allen Turing uh, Institute, we've noticed. Um, but the UK Information Commissioner's Office actually put out a report called Explaining Decisions Made with AI, uh, basically like as a guidance so that they can explain to people how AI makes decisions and so that they can explain to individuals how these decisions affect them. And we've also seen, well, I should say haven't seen <laughs> that much regulation around like the malicious use of AI. You'd think there'd be laws saying like, you know, you know, you cannot use AI to create deep fakes. No, you cannot use AI to, you know, uh, autonomously do some cyber warfare or something like that. You know, we've seen, we're starting to see some movement here. People are starting to see sort of what can happen. There's, there actually has been some interesting deep fake you know, uh, uh, action going on, people faking images and faking things, you know, sometimes really crudely. Um, mm-hmm. But, but you know, uh, China is actually, this is actually kind of, I guess there's some concern there. They're, they're issuing new rules that are, you know, banning any sort of um, online video and audio provider from using AI to create fake news. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the U.S. Uh, we, I guess there's a there was a National Defense Authorization Act every year. We the the U.S. government has to authorize money for um, you know, continued uh, continued uh, activity and continued operation of the government, but also mm-hmm. for the national defense. And there's a deep fake report in, in act that's kind of embedded in there, right? Yeah, I think it actually came out originally in like 2019, and they basically just kind of slid it in there with the National Defense Authorization of 2021. And some other areas, you know, we you'd think again there'd be a, more laws and regulations around the ethical, responsible use of AI. Um, you know, we've seen a couple countries, Netherlands and Denmark, they have some prohibitive laws uh, around, you know, basically having to have some sort of data ethics policies or things and you know governance in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting things there. And and the, I guess the last little area that we've noticed really not much happening is just the conversational AI. You know, chatbots and voice assistants, mm-hmm. the use of uh, voice. Uh, you know, any sort of right, re- any sort of regulations about them. There really isn't any, we haven't really seen anything, right? <laughs> um, you know, so California has something sort of about conversation systems. Basically, it's just that they have a law where it prohibits the use of a chatbot to communicate or interact with another person in California online with the intent to mislead the other person about the about it being an artificial intelligence chatbot like you can't trick someone and try to make them think that this is a person like you have to say this this is ai this is a chatbot you can't try and mislead anybody right. so that's about as close as as i've seen and that was back in uh, 2019 actually yeah and so since about- then not much so people yeah. And that was around the whole uh, Google Duplo, right. where the there were conversations. Yeah, Duplex, where there were um, Duplo. I think is the little. That's toys a that's a cool, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, definitely not Duplo, but yeah, Google Duplex. They had that demo where where they were using Google's um, assistant to make phone calls to a hair salon and some other place to make reservations, and it was very conversationally eerie because it uh, you know pretended to be the human with all those called their disfluencies with the ums and the ahs and the pauses and things like that. And uh, that got people scared because you're like, oh my goodness, you can cause all sorts of trouble with that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
So we put together, uh, as mentioned, you know, we updated the report. So for those people who want to actually buy a report in a PDF form, you can do that. <laughs> you can go to the Cognolytica site, and you can look for our Worldwide AI Laws and Regulations 2021 report, which is which is mentioned is just a snapshot of kind of where the situation of AI laws and regulations actually as of the data publishing that report. But one of the things you may notice is that the Cognolytica site is moving towards this market intelligence feed. So you will see just every day, every week, we are updating laws and regulations and That'll be part of our market intelligence subscription. This is what we do as an analyst. We have a market intelligence subscription. Periodically, we'll take snapshots of that research and make them available. But really, because of all this stuff is just continuously changing, you know, for those of you who really have a vested interest in understanding where countries are with regards to the laws and regulations, the uh, market intelligence subscription is probably for you. If you're interested, you can drop us a note. You can send us a message to info, I-N-F-O, at Cognolytica, C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com, and we can tell you more about the market intelligence subscription. It's really for um, larger organizations and enterprises and actually even countries. We have some uh, strategic decision makers from from various governmental uh, agencies who, who are part of it, and actually even a lot of venture capital firms is interesting. <laughs> they seem to care about this. So um, you can act, but if you want just the snapshot, you can access it. Just go to the site, over 158 pages. It's got a lot of details. We got charts. We compare every country is there. If you want to know what Antigua is doing, if you want to know what uh, Croatia is doing, if you want to know what Fiji is or Gabon or, you know, Somalia, they're in there. You know, they may not be doing much or anything, but they are in the report. So, and but you can tell. But sometimes you might be surprised. What mm-hmm. a country. There is definitely are a few surprises in the report. There are some that catch you and you go, really? <laughs> you? <laughs> someone's someone's so, got to be thinking about it. So just get to cognitica.com and, and check it out. Yeah, go ahead, Kathleen. Yeah, I was going to say, so, you know, if, if you'd like to, to learn more, that's definitely a teaser. There may be some countries or regions that are doing things that you were not familiar with. And especially if you are a larger organization looking to move into some of those countries, it's very important to take a, a look at what's going on to make sure that you're not, you know, unnecessarily getting into some trouble or some sticky situations uh, that you might not have planned for. So with that, we'd like to thank you for joining us for this webinar. As we mentioned, please do check out our website if you'd like to learn more about our market intelligence or this report in particular. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us. All right, everybody. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our overview of our coverage of our Worldwide Laws and Regulations 2021 coverage. You know, at, we've we covered this in 2020, and as you can tell, things are constantly changing. We covered over 200 countries, um, as well as specific regions as well. So hopefully this provided you a good overview of, you know, where things stand and know that it continually changes. So, We also encourage you, if you're interested in learning more, we have various communities that we organize, including our AI and government community, our data for AI community, as well as a few others that we'll be launching as well. So if you'd like to learn more or register for any of those, we encourage you to go to events.cognolytica.com. That's events.cognolytica.com. So you can see our list of all upcoming events and register for free if you'd like to attend any. I know that our podcast listeners do regularly attend and we always enjoy having you on our uh, different sessions and community things that we run. We also have education. By now, you might have uh, 
realized that we have a very large education library. You can go to courses.cognolitica.com to check that out. We've been running and training hundreds of companies for the past few years. We used to do it in person. And then actually, even before the pandemic, we moved to online education because it was getting quite difficult to train people from different continents all at once. Time zones didn't quite work out. So we said, all right, you know what, we'll bring this online. And one of the benefits now is that with our online education, you're able to consume it on your own time, which means that you can go back and rewatch courses if you'd like to, you know, um, dig a little bit deeper into anything that was discussed. We know that sometimes it can be a little difficult to go through, uh, you know, hours of content in one sitting. And so you're able to rewind and pause and maybe go back and rewatch things. All part of our education offerings that we have. It's, you know, uh, subscription access. So you get access to over 53 courses that we have. And they're really geared towards everybody at your organization, from your executive team to procurement team to actual implementers as well. So if you're interested in that, we encourage you to go to courses.cognolitica.com so you can see everything that we offer as well as sign up for that education offering. If you are interested in viewing some of the content that we discussed in this podcast today around our worldwide laws and regulations, we've also recorded a version of this as a webinar with slides so that you can visually see a little bit of the things that we discussed. This webinar is available on the Cognolytica site, so just go to cognolytica.com. Again, that's C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com, and you can check out the webinar as well. So we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. And as always, we'd love to hear from our listeners and get feedback. So please do reach out to us and also make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, including a link to our events site, our communities, our education, and also the companion webinar that went along with this podcast. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.